following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Today is October 1st, 2021. My name is Jose Solerzano. And my name is Jermaine Meredith. And this is Smartdown Boulevard. Jermaine, it is our 80th episode today. You heard me. 8-0. 80th episode of the boulevard this is a milestone episode my friend it is man 80 80 80 episodes in 80 episodes in and hard work within those 80 episodes man this has been quite the ride and i look forward to this as much as i did during pre-production even more after the seventh episode if you get my drift but i really (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoy smartdown boulevard i know a lot of people out there enjoy it as well today is also national podcast day well yesterday if you're listening to this on friday but today as of recording is thursday today is national podcast day so i want to shout out all the podcasts out there who work hard and i want to throw our name in there in the contention jermaine smartdown boulevard because i believe we do work hard and we enjoy this i think i speak for you right of course we do deserve this we're the we're the number one podcast in all of toronto yeah (laughs) (laughs) represent t dot represent and like I said, That's right. remember how I said SmartDown Boulevard is taking over the world? We are taking over the world. We've recently, because I can track this on Anchor FM, for anyone who wants to start a podcast, and today would be a good day on National Podcasting Day, you can choose Anchor to be your host. And Anchor will track who listens to you around the world. And we just added, Jermaine, Australia, okay, to our listen. We have 3% in Australia of listeners, 3% which is wow crazy to me to think about that. And Aus- if Australia <laughs> right right on right. if you think it's bogus cuz a lot of people were kind of skeptical, you know, oh is it true? Like even I was skeptical. I saw that we have listeners in Pakistan, Jermaine, and I was just like there's no way we have listeners in Pakistan. But we have several listeners in Pakistan. We have an audience there. And I know this because one of our SmartDown listeners messaged me from Pakistan saying that he listens to the show every week. Uh, His name is Raid Masood. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I want to shout him out because he always reaches out, always likes the stuff on our Instagram page at SmartDown Boulevard. And he says him and all his friends listen to us. And just a thought, Jermaine, that our voices are listened to in Pakistan, in Australia, in Singapore, in China, in the Philippines, all around the world warms my cold heart so thank you (laughs) thank you to everybody honestly it's it's humbling and it's a pleasure to do this and to me on a personal note above all that stuff i get to do it with one of my best friends and that's you jermaine don't cry don't cry oh shucks yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i just wanted to get that out of the way happy national podcasting day to you my friend jermaine and to everyone out there who has a podcast and works hard at it now Before we move on, I just want to say, because it's our 80th episode, Jermaine, this is going to be a commercial-free show, where it's just going to be one long blurb. So sit back, relax, and listen to the 80th episode of The Boulevard. And I want to start this episode, Jermaine, with one important note. No, we are not going to review Roads to the Top. Nope. We're not going to do that. There is absolutely no way I'm going to sit there and waste my time watching two people who lack self-awareness do a reality show thinking that they're Ms. and Marie's light. So we're not going to do that. Sorry. Sorry to Craig Molera who messaged me earlier today on the SmartDown Boulevard page asking if we're going to review it. No. We're not. We're not going to waste our time. Jermaine, I I didn't even want to run this by you because I know your answer. I know your answer. Yeah. There's no way in hell we'll be talking about <laughs> that show ever, other than we refuse to watch it. End of story. There's just no way I'm wasting my time on that. That's time I will never get back, and I will hate myself for putting myself through that. Honestly, I'd rather watch Cody Ro- Rhodes wrestle, and I hate watching that, instead of watching <laughs> his reality show. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I just can't. There's just no way. That's going to happen. So, no. Sorry to Craig Malera. I know you follow us on the Instagram page. I know you listen. But you will not be listening to us review Roads to the Top. I just wanted to get that out of the way. It's important to know. All right? And second, Jermaine, I want to wish you 
a happy Hispanic Heritage Month. <laughs> oh. oh. Mm. That's right. If y'all didn't know. Yeah, get it. September 15th to October 15th is Hispanic Heritage Month. It's observed annually, and it's a time to appreciate and celebrate the colorful cultures, rich histories, and diversity of the American Latino community. History of the Hispanic Heritage Month. Now, because of this, you're going to be seeing a lot of luchadors pop up on our uh, Instagram page and on the Boulevard Germain. So get that list ready, because I know you have a list. (laughs) Listen, I caved. I caved on two things, and I think I showed you this picture the other day. I said I wasn't going to buy any AEW figures, but in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, I bought a Santana and Ortiz AEW Unrivaled figures uh, last night. And uh, I'm quite proud because those guys rep Latino culture to the fullest. So I'm proud of that. Jermaine, who are your favorite Latin American or just luchadors out there? Honestly, take your time. The ones that I've enjoyed in the past are A Guerrero. Yep. Of course. Alberto Del Rio. El Patron. Yep. And I got to go with Rey Mysterio, man. He's solid. Buyaka, Buyaka. Yes. Those are some top, those are some heavy names right there. Those are some heavy names, and we'll yeah. definitely be featuring that uh, for the next 15 days to commemorate Hispanic Heritage Month. If all you don't know by now, I'm obviously Hispanic, and I will celebrate. And Jermaine, don't worry, your month is coming in February, so we'll, we'll do that in February. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I look forward to that. If y'all let it know. And if you don't get that reference, please get out more. Please get out more, and don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> Moving along, like I said, oh, commercial free show <laughs> on our 80th. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get canceled. No, that was yeah, fine. Yeah. That wasn't bad. Was it? Was that bad? Dare you. That wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. Bad. Okay, we're good. We're good. Come on, this is a family. I don't hold a grudge. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family friendly show. Come on, mm-hmm. get with the program, guys. Get with the program now. We're going to talk about WWE, we're going to talk about AEW, we're going to talk about the draft that's happening tonight on Fox, on SmackDown. But let's get the trash out of the way, Jermaine, in terms of WWE. Now, this has been a constant trash bag every year. Extreme rules. We're not going to go through the card. There's one match I want to talk about in particular. And the reason why we're not going to go through the card, Jermaine, is because there were no consequences. There were no title changes. It was just something that we probably could have gone on SmackDown and on Raw. Nothing special, right? I feel bad for the people who still pay full price for a WWE pay-per-view. What a sham. Can you imagine paying 70 to 90 bucks for an Extreme Rules? That's that's insane. Can you imagine? There's no way. I, 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 I couldn't even bring myself to watch it on Jose's illegal streaming website. <laughs> okay, first of all. So, you think I'm going to pay 70 bucks for that? No. No. This guy, you know. Shout out to Jose Solorzano <laughs> for providing... That website. God. Yo, if anyone from like <laughs> if anyone from the FBI or CIA listen to this, they're gonna come find me. Thanks, Jermaine. I appreciate it. There's your revenge. There's your revenge. Open up the door. Yeah. <laughs> no, senor, no, no, not on, not during Hispanic Heritage Month. No. <laughs> How dare you, Jermaine? Now we're even. We're even now. Um Extreme Rules, Jermaine. Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table. Versus Finn Balor, the demon Finn Balor. Did you see any clips of this? Do you have, do you know what I'm about to say? I haven't seen any clips of this match. I'm jealous of you. I envy you. And <laughs> was that bad? Eh? Listen, listen. First of all, I want to talk about Finn Balor, the demon. When they first brought the demon out. It was cool. It's cool to see. It's still even cool to see now because it's so different and over the top. Um, and the idea was that Finn Balor had to in- call in his inner demon, let him out in order to become successful. You know, it was the last resort, right? And um, yeah. it was cool. It made sense storyline-wise certain times. Then he just did it over and over and over again. And it just got overplayed. And there was just no mystique 
left in the demon character, right? No, yeah. they haven't used it in a long time. No, they finally used it for this. And you're thinking, wow, there might be a title change here because when he uses the demon, he usually wins because that's his last resort. Obviously, he didn't win. But you think they would do it in a creative way, in a smart way, Jermaine? I kid you not. There are two moments in this match that I... I'm glad I didn't watch it. I just watched clips. Because if I had sat there and watched this pay-per-view, and this is my main event, I would have literally grabbed a TV screen, broke it in half, and then crushed it in a compactor, and just raged. Because (laughs) Finn Balor got knocked out on the floor, okay? He starts convulsing as his music starts playing. He literally starts convulsing on the floor as the lights turn black, uh, turn uh, red and black, yeah. And he comes back to life all of a sudden. Oh, come on. I kid you not. I kid you not, Jermaine. What is this, Fiend 2.0? I don't know which writer loves the supernatural stuff, but he's got to go. You talk about Alexa Bliss, Finn Balor, uh, Bray Wyatt when he was around. It's just too much supernatural stuff. It just doesn't work anymore. And it's not even yeah. presented in a very um in a creative way. It's just it's not. It's it's ironic. It's not presented in a creative way and it's coming from creative. It's just wrong. And then the 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 what's it called? The ending of the match is just the worst because Finn Balor goes to the top. It looks like he's going to hit the coup de gras to win the title. And I don't know, Jermaine, the top rope breaks and he falls on the mat and Roman Reign pins him and wins. I'm not lying to you. Wow. I'm I'm not lying to you. Now, do you see why I'm jealous of you for not watching this or seeing any clips of this? Yeah, I can see why. And I, I don't. I would have been so upset. Was that the last match? That was the main event. Oh my! And he loses by slipping on a banana peel, and that's it. <laughs> Apparently, demons don't do well with top ropes. Wow! Now this does several things. Yes, it continues Roman Reigns' historic Universal Championships uh, reign, right? But it just destroys Finn Balor. The demon and any push and momentum that that man will ever have in the WWE. And I hate to say this, but I wouldn't be surprised at the end of his contract, he becomes all elite. Or he goes back to Japan where he is over like Roman Reigns and John Cena is over here in the United States or in, in, you know, North America. So it's just a shame all this talent just not being yeah. utilized properly. Just, just it's just a waste, man. Like WWE is just so frustrating, Jermaine. I can't. Yeah, because where do you, where do you go from here? He did the demon, yeah, stick and yeah. Now what? He's just gonna go back to being Finn Balor and then fight somebody else on SmackDown. Yeah, just get left behind. You know, it's like yeah. where to Reminds now? Reminds me of somebody, Cesaro, the <sighs> WrestleMania moment. What happened to that guy? I don't need. <sighs> I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm literally staring at his figure right now, and I was just like, oh, my God. This guy, this is a man who should be in the Universal or the WWE title picture, especially after the momentum of WrestleMania, and he's not. He's just not. He's nowhere yep. to be found. Wasted heat on him. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's WWE, and that is us taking out the trash uh, for this week. Next up, this is kind of trashy. I don't want to say it's 100% trashy, but CM Punk versus Hobbs on AEW Rampage this last Friday, a week ago. Now, this is CM Punk's first televised match in seven years, and he's facing a guy like Hobbs. Green. Huh? Green. Very green. And there's a lot of people talking about this one botch where... um, it's a, you know, a, what is it, a, a, a top rope Huracurana or a Frankenstein? Not a Frankensteiner, but like... Yeah, I've heard about this too. Yeah, and it, it, people are saying, oh, CM Punk, you know, he, he's the one who botched. No, he did not botch. CM Punk was carrying that match from beginning to end. First of all, Hobbs busted Punk's lip. I think you sent me the video of... I think you're just like, what'd you say to me? You're like, 
<laughs> two matches. I think in. I said CM Punk is already hurt. He's not going to last that long. Yeah. <laughs> they already got him. <laughs> they already got him bleeding. Uh, yeah. So he busted him open. And I think Hobbs doesn't know how to take that move. I mean, he's a big guy. He didn't rotate. Kind of reminded me how Lashley doesn't know how to rotate when he gets thrown off the top rope. Remember when Goldberg did that? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of yeah. reminded me that way. They just, they don't rotate. There's just so much weight on them. They don't rotate fast, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Hobbs is just very green. Very interesting pick for CM Punk to pick Hobbs um, to have his first match back on TV. And um, I think it could have been better. It left a lot more. I wanted a lot more. Um, again, Hobbs looked good still, aside from that little hiccup. CM Punk again went back to the trunks, and it just... I wish he was wearing the pants again, because it was different. <laughs> I don't know. I like the pants. Yeah, I like the pants, too. Yeah, it was different, right? New place, yeah. different look. But um, I hope the next match CM Punk has is uh, meaningful. And he, I know this is kind of his way of getting his feet wet again in the wrestling business, but I'm ready for a rivalry, man. I'm, I'm ready for a nice well, yeah. three-month long-term booking rivalry. Well, yeah, a lot of people have been coming to his defense and saying, hey, the guy has been gone for seven years. Give yeah. him some slack. Yeah. Everyone has sloppy matches oh, yeah. once in a while. Well, I mean, and in so, AEW, there's a lot of sloppy matches, so... Yeah, that's the norm. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, still, still not bad though. It's getting, getting a lot better. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, people are, are are crapping on this match, and it's just like, yeah, there's some questionable moves there, like I said, and questionable ideas. But overall, I think Hobbs still looked great being in the ring with CM Punk, and CM Punk, he's the guy still has it, Jermaine. And it's exciting. That's right. I just want more from him. I, I'm just, I'm kind of sick and tired of hearing him on commentary or having an interview every week. Like, I think it's time to. Yeah, let's exposure. Yeah, let's, let's slow it down a bit, but let's get him into a rivalry. Let's get something going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he's going to, I think CM Punk is smart enough to kind of know that it's time for that. So I look forward to what he does next week on uh, Dynamite. So that would be good. Well, it looks like right now he's feuding with Team Taz, everybody on that team. Yeah, so. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. I mean. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I look. The thing is that I still look forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. throwing a towel in or being like, eh, forget it. This is nothing. I, I want to see more. I really do. Um, let's move on. All right. That's the pre-show. Again, commercial-free. This is when we would usually pause, but because it's our 80th episode. I can't believe I'm saying that, 80th episode. I'll be honest with you, Jermaine. In the beginning, I thought it was going to be very hard to get to this point. In my, there's, there's this thing, and I always say this when we have a monumental episode. There's this thing I read, and I, I can't find it now, but I remember reading it saying, with podcasting or video, if you're passionate about something, a topic whether it be wrestling or um, knitting or TV show or whatever it is, or movies. First, you have to find that, and we did, wrestling, right? Yep. If you make it past seven episodes, you know you've done the right thing and it's your passion, right? And we've definitely done that. But in the beginning, you don't think, how far can we take this, especially with our schedules, working full-time and family and everything, but we find the time, we interact, we do the Instagram page, we do everything, man. And here we are, eighty episodes in. It's mind blowing, and this is just, and this all came out of the pandemic. Um, not many great things came out of the pandemic, but I think one of these for us personally is Smartdown yeah. Boulevard. And wow, eighty episodes in, um, you know, seven episodes. We definitely made it's an that accomplishment. It is. We made that hump, right? The seven episode hump. We uh we did it. So here we are. 80th episode commercial free. Let's move on to the main topic of the week, and that's the WWE draft. Remember when the draft used to mean something, Jermaine? <laughs> yeah. Do you but remember those good old just days? Pops up on everyone's show. <laughs> yeah, I well, see, that's the thing to me where it's just like before you stayed on your brand. And when you invaded another brand, it had to mean something. Usually around Survivor Series time, the build to Survivor Series or bragging rights. You remember that pay-per-view? Yeah. That was cool and made sense to me, right? 
But now it's just Super Show here. When the ratings are down on Raw, we'll bring some people from SmackDown. When the ratings are down on SmackDown, we'll bring people in from Raw. The brands don't mean crap anymore. They really don't. And it's frustrating to me because they, they make so much noise for the draft. Like, it means something. It doesn't yeah. anymore. And you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when... Do you remember when the uh, the authority came out a couple of years ago? Yeah. Or Stephanie McMahon specifically said that mm-hmm. people who get drafted will stay on their respected brands. Yeah, as it should be. There will be. be no more crisscrossing. Yeah. How fast did that go out the window? Um, I think by a week or two, I think it was. I think two yeah. weeks. Yeah, two weeks after that. There was a super show or something like that. Yeah, it's such a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. It really Honestly. was. It really was. Um, Roman Reigns and the Usos were just on Raw last week. Yeah, and Big E and Reigns are back and forth, and yeah, you're doing that before a draft. Come on, you don't even believe it. <laughs> if you don't believe it, how the hell are we gonna believe it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so stupid. Let's go back in time before we talk about this year's draft. Let's go back in time. I want to take you back to the first round draft picks. Okay. First WWE draft was in 2002. Do you remember those simple times, Jermaine, when we were yep. in elementary school and we had no bills and no responsibilities? It was just about wrestling, uh, really. Don't remind me. <sighs> I'm going to start crying. Um, okay, 2002. First round pick for Raw is The Undertaker. Legendary <laughs> moment. Do you remember? Yep. Man He's was pissed. pissed. <laughs> Flair chose him. And then for SmackDown, the people's champ, The Rock. It just made sense, right? It just made yep. sense. Let's go to 2005 and 2006. 2005 first round pick was John Cena for Raw. And SmackDown for 2006 was Rob Van Dam. And that was a monumental year for both of these guys. Great rivalry, which culminated at uh, One Night Stand, where yep, RVD won that title, uh, the WWE Championship great night okay it writes itself 2007 king booker <laughs> booker not booker booker and queen charmel for monday night raw and the great Kali for smackdown kind of like a d- nose dive big oh, wow. nose dive he was the number one pick let's go to 2008 raw ray mysterio smackdown jeff hardy the year he won the WWE Championship. Long overdue, but that's the year he won it. Never happening again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's lucky to even... I'm surprised he's not on like main event or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he needs to go to AEW. <laughs> 2009, you'll appreciate this. MVP for Raw. Woo! Ballin and Molina. First round pick for uh smackdown that year in 2009 2010 first round pick for smackdown um smackdown yeah is uh kelly kelly sorry i had a moment there uh monday night raw john morrison oh how far we've come yeah 2011 first round pick for raw ray mysterio hispanic heritage month let's let's, just keep it going jermaine just keep it going son (laughs) <laughs> mm, sour. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the like normal little dance breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then for SmackDown, John Cena, of course. Now, then they took a break from 2011 to 2015. Sorry, from 2012 to 2015, no draft, no draft. Oh, years, eh? Yeah, let's bring it back to 2016, though. This is what you'll probably remember more more likely there. Seth Rollins for Raw and Dean Ambrose for SmackDown. This is when the Shield uh, broke up and they were all trying to make it as uh, solo wrestlers, right? Yeah. 2017 and 18, no draft. No draft. Can you believe that? Now, Jeez. let's go to 2019. Pre-pandemic. First round draft picks. There were two for each. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins go to Raw. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in on SmackDown. Those are big picks, right? Big picks. It's huge. 
huge. And then last year, 2020, this was huge at the time too. Roman Reigns remains on SmackDown as the number one pick. And Drew McIntyre goes, Drew. Yeah, Drew goes to Monday Night Raw. So this leaves us to this year, Jermaine. Remember that NXT is part of the draft as well. It's Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So, hmm. Raw, let's pick our one, two, and three, and SmackDown's one, two, and three. And honestly, folks, don't judge our picks because it can go anywhere. W- with the way WWE is going and creative, freaking, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something ridiculous that they might do. Um, the number one pick for Raw could be, I don't know, Akira Tozawa. You just never know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right? You just never That's know. That's when I turn off the TV. Yeah. <laughs> or exit out of the stream. Can you imagine it? If- <laughs> exit out of the stream. That's good. I've seen enough. <laughs> That's, if that happens tomorrow, I'll just. What a joke. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Anyway, so, Jermaine, let's stick with. Let's start with the A show, apparently. It's always been the A show. Monday Night Raw. Who is your third pick? Who would you like to be your third pick if you were the GM of Monday Night Raw? Who would you um, want on your roster? Now, remember, don't judge us. We're just fantasy (laughs) booking. Okay? Go for it, Jermaine. Third pick for Monday Night Raw? Mm -hmm. I'd probably choose... Cesaro. Interesting. Putting moving Cesaro from SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. Make him team with Sheamus or something because he's just doing nothing right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Okay. Second pick. Second pick. I'd like to see Seth Rollins back on Raw. The Monday Night Messiah returns, eh? Yep. Okay. Now, let's go to SmackDown. Your third pick for SmackDown. Third pick for SmackDown. I'd say Jeff Hardy. Wow. That's very generous of Uh, you. I feel like you'll be better on SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Throwing them a bone. <laughs> yeah, you really throw, are. Throw the old dog a bone. We're talking. Throw me a freaking bone here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all right. Number two pick for SmackDown. Number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Drew. Drew. Okay. Get rid of him. That's interesting that you pick him. Okay, so I'll give you my three and two for Raw, and then we'll compare. My third pick for Raw, and I'd love to see this. Volter. That big brute. I want to see Volter okay. to Raw. I think it would shake the establishment. I think that we would have a big presence on Monday Night Raw, a man who can wrestle, use him, his strengths his to the best of his ability. The man is a technical wrestler. He is one of a kind. And just imagine the battles he would have um, on Monday Night Raw and moving forward. I think he is a top contender to be WWE champion or universal champion in the future. So let's start it now. The time is now. I don't know. I don't know if I trust him on Raw, though. It seems like SmackDown is a superior show. Right I now. agree with and you. And people are safe on SmackDown. I agree with you. Yeah, they seem to be safer on SmackDown. And I do think SmackDown is the better show. But I think Raw needs ratings, man. They need to shake things up, which is why you will see who my number one pick is there, okay? Okay. Number two is going to be Edge. Let's move Edge. I don't like Edge that much. I think his promos are over the top. I do like his in-ring work. <laughs> and I think he's a little bit stale on SmackDown. All right, with Seth Rollins and that. Let's end that. Let's get some fresh rivalries for him on Monday Night Raw. Let's move him. He doesn't have that many years left, let's be honest. 
So let's make use of him. Let's put him on the A show. A show and air quotations, of course. <laughs> SmackDown. My third pick is Drew. I think Drew, if not booked properly, is falling into the cracks of being forgotten. He yeah, he is. Big time. Big time. He had a big 2019, a big 2020 for the half part of it. Um, and I think this year it could have gone better. I mean, he can't be on top all the time, obviously, but yeah. um, I think moving on to SmackDown again, fresh rivalries, new start, going after the Universal title. Um, what or, killed him for me is that they gimmicked him up too much. But the sword and then the face paint, man. The face the paint? Kilt. You remember he had a face? He had uh, oh, yeah. face paint on his face yeah, yeah, when he yeah. fought Sheamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I erased yeah. that from my mind because I thought it was horrible. But get yeah. rid of the kilt, get rid of that dull sword, because it's not cutting anybody. Yeah, and let's get rid of story time with Drew, because it's just, I, yeah, I, it just, it's just thinking about it puts me to sleep. All right. I'm sorry, excuse yeah. me, I'm awake now. Okay, number two for SmackDown, Rhea Ripley. Let's be honest. Interesting. As long as Charlotte is on Raw. You're right. Rhea Ripley is not going to shine. So let's move her to SmackDown. Let's shake the establishment there. Let's put her against uh, Becky. Let's um, let's do something there. You know, Um, believe it or not, I'm not being biased here, Jermaine. I think her and Selena Vega would have great matches. Oh come on, yeah, you are. No, no, no. Listen, (laughs) Selena Vega can wrestle. I don't care what anyone says. But if you put her with a Liv Morgan, if you put her with Carmella, she's not going to shine. She really isn't. Because Liv Morgan and Carmella, let's be honest. Snooze fest. Again, not only is it snooze fest, but they're not well-rounded in wrestling. Selena Vega can wrestle Japan style. She can wrestle Lucha style. She can obviously wrestle the WWE style. But she needs to be in there with somebody who can do all those and compliment her. And think about Rhea Ripley and her. You have David versus Goliath. Small little Selena versus a Goliath like Rhea Ripley. I think it would be... Rhea Ripley will destroy her. Rip her limb from limb. But I think it would be an interesting feud. I really do. That's how I would book it. I can see Selena Vega being that cheap rat heel that's running around and hiding. And she's good, too. She's a good heel. She can talk, too. So... I think it'd be good. So those those are our three and two. So number three for SmackDown, I have Drew, and you have Jeff Hardy. Uh, number two for SmackDown, I have Rhea Ripley. You have Drew McIntyre. Uh, number three for Raw, I have Walter. You have Cesaro, which I like. Uh, I just don't think WWE would pick him in the top three. <laughs> I think he's going to be like no. 10 or something like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, number two for me is Edge. You have Rollins. I see the parallels there. I like that. Now our number one picks, Jermaine. It's time. Let's do SmackDown first. Who's your number one pick for SmackDown? This is tough. Oh, I trust me. You don't, you don't understand, as Bernie Mac would say. <laughs> huh. For SmackDown, I think my number one pick would be Bobby Lashley. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is my number one pick, too. Hmm. I have Bobby Lashley on there as well. I really do. But yes, I'll go with MVP, though. I think, yeah. So I think, yes, that's, I was going to say that to you. Um, With that, it's going to have to be like, okay. That's like if, say, Brock Lesnar and Heyman were still together. Yeah, they're synonymous with one another. You would have to do that. You can't just yeah. pick. You can't pick Heyman at like number thirty or something like that. No, they're like one package yeah. deal. Yeah, I agree. Lashley with MVP. That is mine. That is mine as well, man. Um, I put Lashley with MVP, but I'm glad you clarified that. But yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think now that he's lost the title, he's gonna lose a lot of momentum, and um. 
I think he needs to keep up that momentum and moving to SmackDown. For sure. New eyes on him, new rivalries. I think it's just a good way of elevating him because he's so he's such a, he's on a he's on uh on a hot streak right now in momentum. Even yeah. though he lost, he still has that championship look. I think it's a shame yeah. that Biggie beat him because I felt like he was just coming into his own. I know. Right? Like, like it's so good. Bobby Lashley is such a threatening force. Yeah. And- very intimidating and just the way that he carries himself the way that he wrestles it's a lot of brute force yeah honestly and, and he looks like i'm a surprised that he hasn't hurt anybody he's he, that's that just goes to show you how good he is in the ring he's a professional the yeah man, i don't i've never heard anyone say that bobby lashley hurt me or no injured me no and yeah and he's not you know he's not tiptoeing around there he's he's hitting no hard. he's not yeah he's hitting people yeah yeah, I respect that, and um, I wish it hurts even more who beat him for the title. And, yeah, um, you literally Circus go. Clown. Yeah, honestly, you literally go from someone who was taking the role seriously, who looked like a champion in the ring and outside the ring, and you give it to someone who's just a clown all over the place. Um, yeah, I just when you have to say his name, y'all know who he is. But yep. yeah, that is our number one pick, Lashley with MVP, absolutely. Now, for Raw, who is... I'll go first. How about that? Okay. Because I, I got to get this. I think the number one pick for Raw... And again, I'm going with ratings. I'm going with shaking the establishment, getting people on the product, sp- getting people to come back if they've gone to AEW. The hottest thing right now in the WWE, the most interesting thing to follow is Roman Reigns on SmackDown. I think WWE considers that the B show still. So, what do they do? Let's move him to our A show. Let's bring some ratings back on Raw. Roman Reigns is your number one pick for Monday Night Raw. And it's not that far-fetched because USA Network and Fox, they're big contenders here. Because if you think that these networks are not um, in the heads of the creative team or Vince McMahon or Bruce Pritchard, you're wrong. The networks have a lot to gain and a lot to lose from this draft because That's it's going to sway momentum either way. And I think USA Network being there for so long with the WWE, um, they want something. And I think this means that Roman Reigns um, goes to Raw. I think it makes perfect sense. It really does. I hear you. But at the same time, SmackDown right now, they're doing their thing because of Roman. So for me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to touch that. I would just keep Roman where he is in his element. And I think he's the king of SmackDown right now. Yeah. Well, honestly. I know he is. And he's the best thing about WWE right now. So for me, I wouldn't want to touch that. I'd rather see guys go over to SmackDown, like Bobby Lashley, to see how they fare against Roman Reigns. Can you imagine Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, Paul Heyman and MVP? Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. And then they just formed the Hurt Business back together, so Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander against (laughs) the Usos. Ooh! Yeah. Damn. Yeah, there you go. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, who's your number one pick for Raw? Then you know what? Everything you said there, man, I agree with. I'd like to see that too, as much as I'd yeah. like to see what I just said. The Roman Reigns going to Raw, and I'm thinking as WWE as a WWE executive and GM, and thinking of the networks. That's how I'm thinking about it. But as a fan, yeah, what you just said for there. Sure. I love because I notice about you and I, you book, uh, I book based on like what I think would make sense. You book on what the fans would want, but also taking into consideration how they would do it. Right. Like you, like for AEW, you know, they book kind of crappy. So you book crappy yeah. for me. I still would the AEW. I book, 
what I think they should do to be better, <laughs> but never goes that way. Uh, with WWE, I think more as, as an executive booking because that's what they care about, the stockholders and all that stuff. You yeah. still think fan wise, and that's and that's why I love. So are you, are you trying to say I'm a mark? <laughs> um, in a nice way, no, <laughs> no. I just think you think as a fan, as a fan who wants to. If you don't have that many hours in a day. You're working, you got family, you know. If you tune into wrestling for two, three hours, wherever it might be, you want to see the best that you want that that it can be. And that's how you want to book it, right? I yeah, think that's how yeah. you think of it. And, and I appreciate that. Because as a fan, what you just said there, keeping Reigns there, moving Bobby Lashley over. Yeah, her, that's what you want to see. And that's money. Yeah, her business versus the, the bloodline. That's money yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the fruity new day. The jumping and jiving New Day with yeah. their rainbows and the clowns. Ones. Yeah, the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, yeah. actually, no. Cirque du Soleil is actually classy and, and nice. Uh, more like Barnum and Bailey and Circus. Yeah, let's just do that. Three Stooges. No, the Three Stooges are a classic. This is the, the Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the three, uh, you know, Vito Carleone, Vito Carleone, Sonny Carleone, and Michael Carleone versus. Uh, What's it called? The Three Stooges. <laughs> That's literally what it would be. Harry, Larry, and Moe? Yeah. Is that their names? Yeah, yeah. Love the Three Stooges. Those guys are legends, man. Legends. Um, so who's your number one pick, then? For Raw? To be honest, there's nobody on SmackDown mm-hmm. that I really care about. I, I really don't have one. Off the top of my head, it's not like. So you know what, I'd switch Seth Rollins to my number one, and then for my number three, or number two, whatever. Yeah, I'd probably put maybe Shinsuke Nakamura. Eh? Yeah, Tara. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going. <clears throat> Nakamura to Raw. Yeah. Interesting. Now, where does Brock Lesnar lie in all this? You can do whatever he wants. That's how they've been booking him anyways. Yeah, because there's no restraining that guy, right? Wasn't it him, also John Cena, that are like free agents? Yeah, him, Cena, and uh, who else was it at the time? I think Daniel Bryan at one time was a free agent too. Yeah. But yeah, they can do whatever they want, basically. Yeah. Yeah. When Brock wants a title shot, hey. Or whoever Brock wants to fight, because sometimes Brock be getting the opportunity to face Brock is sometimes bigger than the belt. <laughs> That's for like sure. It, I would want to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley no matter what. And it doesn't have to be for the belt. Yeah, it could just be like, I don't know, I don't know, halfway through the show or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you know there's going to be some stiff shots in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two MMA guys going at it? Forget it. Or make it a shoot fight. Yeah, I'm there for that. <laughs> um, but why Nakamura? That's interesting. Honestly, just give him a change of scenery. Mm. He's been on SmackDown for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Honestly, um, so yeah, the inter, so, intercontinental championship but, would move to. But Rome. leave that guy Ryan Boogs or whatever his name is. <laughs> leave him on SmackDown. Yeah. Let's leave him on the curb. How about that? <laughs> yeah, send him back to OVW. Or yeah, whatever. developmental. <laughs> so let me confirm this, Jermaine. This is your raw pick picks. Yes, Seth Rollins number one, yes. Nakamura number two. And Cesaro, number three. Yes, sir. Okay, your picks are locked in. SmackDown, Lashley with MVP, Drew McIntyre, number two, (laughs) and three, Jeff Hardy, throwing him a bone. Yep. Okay, here are mine. So you know we're not cheating here, okay, folks? For Raw, my number one pick is Roman Reigns. Number two is Edge. And number three is Volter. For SmackDown, my number one is Lashley with MVP like Jermaine. Number two is Rhea Ripley. And number three is Drew 
McIntyre. It could happen. Some of these are plausible, my friend. I think that we may see Drew get switched. I think so, too. I think he needs that badly. I think Drew and Bobby Lashley need a switch. I think they they would benefit from it big time. It it might not happen, though, with Bobby because he's kind of locked in with Goldberg right now. For Crown Jewel, yeah, that's the rumor right there. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. It really it's the draft, right? It's just a draft. And when have they ever really stuck to yeah. what they said they were going to do? So I want to say they could, they could just have that for Crown Jewel, and then yeah, Bobby is free to feud with whoever he wants to on SmackDown. True, true. Yeah, I want to say the draft hasn't meant anything mm-hmm. since again. I think 2011. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the last time when the draft actually meant something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, I can still remember. Playing Here Comes a Pain and oh man, what a classic! When you could actually relive the draft in story mode, yeah. <laughs> you know how many times I yeah, did that? Man. <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. Hey, WWE, the new game, Two K Twenty Two is coming out. So let's see what that game has in store. Because hopefully they have stuff like that again. I would love that because it didn't take a lot to. Really no. entertain us back then. No, just a few simple things. Let's choose mm. or be able to upload our own theme song. Uh, let us have GM mode. Yep, one hundred percent. I think customize our own attires and stuff like that. Yeah, and customize our arenas too, man. That's fun to me. Yeah, you know, make your own federation online. That'd be crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? That would be sick. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You, you take my ninety dollars now, honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and and maybe you know allow for a draft to happen on uh, my story mode or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. And have it mean something. Okay. Have the draft mean something. Stick to your brands, please. If you're gonna make a big deal out of the drafts, stick to your damn brands. Make it mean something. It's still real to us, damn it. But you have to believe right. it too. <laughs> you have to believe it too. So, if you're interested in watching all this live, you can catch the WWE draft October 1st. That's tonight on Fox on SmackDown. And it continues October 4th at 8 o'clock on the USA Network during Monday Night Raw. Hopefully, they shake the establishment and it's newsworthy. And if it is, we'll definitely be talking about it next week, Jermaine, because that's what we do here on the Boulevard. That's right. Now, because. It's a commercial-free episode, 80th episode of The Boulevard. Let's wrap things up here today, Jermaine. I have a feel-good story for you today. All right. And this just broke. I want to say, I mean, I read it before we uh, press record here, but I think it's an important thing to note. And again, remember how I always say I'm rooting for AEW, and I hope they take the right steps. And remember, I think, was it a couple weeks ago? My mind is all... These last couple weeks have been crazy, but I want to say... I think two episodes ago when was it, or was it last week's episode? Hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. Episode 78 when we did our AEW releases, remember I was telling you what I would do. So the yes. people that we would release. And then I said to you, um, no more EVPs. Tony Khan would have full creative control. Well, today, my friend, um, AEW, Remember, when they first opened their doors, they had a few EVPs, right? Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, right? They all shared that title. Apparently, my friend, according to a new report from Bodyslam.net, AEW's creative process changed a lot since the company began. Sources within the company have told uh, Bodyslam.net that the creative control was essentially completely taken away from the EVPs as of this week. Basically, everything now comes through and down to Tony Khan. Now, this is to say that before Tony Khan was still like, you know, he was the final say, like Vince McMahon, the WWE. But the EVPs still ran their own divisions, like the Young Bucks, the tag team division. Uh, Olivier ran the um, women's division, which speaks for itself. Sorry, not Divas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but you get my point. And then Cody Rhodes worked directly with Tony Khan, with like, you know, media and whatever. That's all gone now. Tony Khan has stripped them from their EVP roles. And now it's just 
Tony Khan. And I love that because now Tony Khan can honestly just focus on wrestling and take away a problem that WCW had back in the day. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Just too much. And again, this is, don't take our word for it. Again, it's rumors and it's bodyslam.net. But this is a good step. This is a step in the right direction again. And I'm excited. And I'm still rooting for them. So that's the feel-good story for today, Jermaine. Isn't that great? It is. And I think it's really great because it's one more step towards not seeing Cody Rhodes as much. <laughs> Aren't you happy? Hey, man. I'm excited. Um, I... And again, I don't want to cause like, you know, harmful, like, you know, I don't want people to be injured forever. But if Alistair Black or sorry, Malachi Black wants to actually kick Cody Rhodes for real, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad, honestly. Um, I think, again, every time he comes out there, I think he's a mid-carder for life. Lower mid-card, by the way. I don't want to offend the lower card by saying he's a lower card. But, um... He's just horrible, and again, he's being booed everywhere he goes, rightfully so. People are actually seeing through him. And uh, Brandy, honestly, Brandy, you're beautiful. I've seen your beautiful green eyes in person. I've spoken to you. But um, you have no business in the wrestling ring. You have no business coming out, um, accompanying him. You just don't have to be there. Just, just stay at home. Please, look pretty. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> and I say that with much respect to you, but no respect to Cody Rhodes. Anyway, folks, this has been... <laughs> this guy <laughs> this comes has... out swinging. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. No respect to Cody Rhodes. No, no respect. Just so we're clear. <laughs> no respect to him. He's still not in my top 1,000. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the 80th episode of Smartdown Boulevard. Jermaine, as always, my friend, I thank you for joining me. I look forward to talking to you next week and discussing the draft and whatever else arises in the pro wrestling world. Here's to 80, my friend, and to 80 more. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. And I'm just going to yeah. go and find Cody Rhodes and um, body slam him. And what's he going to do if he wants to protect himself? He's got to tuck his chin in. Peace out. And remember, Smarks, you can listen to past episodes of The Boulevard on all the major audio streaming platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We come at you every Friday of the year with a new episode, and occasionally we hit you with those two-for-one-week specials on Mondays and Fridays. Keep it here to find out when those special weeks happen. For more content to connect with us and for all things wrestling-related, find us on Instagram at SmartdownBoulevard. That's at SmartdownBLVD to keep the conversation going. This is Smartdown Boulevard!